Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What if you could go back in time and change the past? Would it destroy the future? Monday, October 3rd, Timeless premieres. This guy went back in time trying to rewrite history. It could change the present in ways we can't predict. Critics are calling Timeless thrilling, eye-popping, full of action and adventure. Who are you? We're actually... This is Dr. Dre. I'm Nurse Jackie. We're from General Hospital. Timeless. Season premiere after The Voice, Monday, October 3rd on NBC. Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Sunday night and another episode of the Fear the Walking Dead After Show on AfterBuzz TV. We are covering the second to last episode of season two. This is crazy. So much is happening. It's all culminating in an absolutely amazing finale next week. We're going to lead you right up to it, talk about everything that happened in tonight's episode. Stick around. We'll see you guys in just one second. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh my gosh, punk rock this yes. time. I thought you call this punk rock. Punk rock. <laughs> I have to say, I've loved our song selections this season. It's I think strong. we've been kicking ass with yeah, we, yeah, we brought our A game. This is yeah. pretty far from punk rock, I have to be honest. It is. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but more punk rock than anything we've ever used on the show. Yeah. 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 Hey. 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 Mini shoulder shrugs. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Hello. After Show or Fear the Walking Dead Season Hello. 2. Episode 12, Date of Death. Which well, sounds like a terrible game show. Date of Death. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Date of Death, hosted by... Uh, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Trebek. It's, yeah. like that, it's that old like Chris Farley sketch from SNL where he's on the Japanese game show. And every time somebody loses, they have to like, cut their finger off. Yes. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> speak <laughs> Japanese. You know? <laughs> Uh, oh, rest in peace, Chris Farley. Yeah, he's my favorite yeah. ever. He, um, he's dead. So welcome to the show, guys. I'm your host, Ben Bateman, joined today by a wonderful, wonderful panel of co-hosts, starting with Miss Ashley Chapman. What's up, guys? My fingers are still intact, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Ashley underscore Chapman. Uh, you don't want to know about my fingers. Um, <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, um, at Showbiz Simon. And you guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media. On Twitter and Instagram. Let's get into the show, guys. Okay. Uh, right. We are going to break down the whole episode uh, really quickly, of course, though, before we do, I should remind everybody we're mm-hmm. on iTunes. If you guys give us a rating or a review, it helps us stay high in the standings. We provide free content here at AfterBuzz TV. We would like to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. So if you can go, just give us a quick review. Just be like, I enjoyed the show. It really helps us. And of course, leave your comments below on YouTube. We will interact with you. Of course. As well. So uh, we'll start out with uh, where we left off two episodes ago. Yes. Chris killing the farmer who had the same birthday as him. A man whose name is uh, Suarez. Elias 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 Suarez. Suarez. Um, And uh, and the fallout that Travis experienced is he had to start letting his son go. So what did you guys think? What was your initial reaction when it happened two weeks ago, the gunshot, and then where we picked up from now? Well, Chris is is a funny character. You know, we all know he's a dick. But just when you think he can't be more of a dick... He, he manages to out-dick himself. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame you know, we didn't have a song called Out-Dicking Myself, because we would have used it tonight. 
Right. No, hang on. I'm going to answer. <laughs> Go home, write yes. song out to dicking Dick, myself. There's dick in a box. Gal- too, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's just he never fails to generate a WTF. He's just yeah. a walking disaster zone as a yeah. character. And I think Travis kind of knows that, mm-hmm. but he just <clears throat> can't give up on that last little bit of faith and hope that his son is not a total basket case. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will admit that I got a little faked out a little bit. I thought that Travis coming to the hotel, that, okay, that meant that he killed Chris, which could still very well happen. But I was thinking, okay, he, he's come back and Chris is now dead, and that would mm. be like a really pivotal crux for, yeah. for Travis. But all in all, I'm just, like, I'm not really surprised as much anymore by Chris's actions because we've seen the demise. But I'm also just starting to get a little bit more angry Chris, it's kind of like you're like you're saying you're barely 16 years old. Like, where do you kind of come off thinking that this is how life is? And he seems to have completely disconnected from Travis, who has literally been there for him since day one, and has been just trying to, mm. you know, keep this this little family together, like trying to connect with Chris. And he's just completely pushed him aside, almost like. What? I don't know why he he just feels so comfortable with removing himself from all emotion and feeling when it comes to Travis and then just going off with these complete strangers who he knows absolutely nothing about. Well, he's kind of a sociopath, right? And it also seems yeah. and it also seems like uh, I was thinking about this tonight in the episode. So through and we we do try to avoid obviously the direct comparisons to Walking Dead, but mm-hmm. it is the same creators, the same writer, so it you have to kind of draw from that. His ideas as far as the family relationships that go along with the, you know, disintegrating world and the zombies that come with it. Uh, Travis's plight is not one we've seen before. It's this yeah. this exact arc with a character. It's sort of surprising that we haven't actually seen this yet. A father, either a father and son, mother and daughter, mother and son, something like this, where you're watching your child turn not into a zombie, but into a psychopath. Yeah. Mm. And they're adapting to the world around them in the way that the survival of the fittest way that so many characters in the universe seem to. Well, in The Walking Dead, we you know, we, we we've seen, you know, people just become, you know, bit of a liability or just you know, become a bit of an a-hole. Um, but we, we, as you say, we haven't seen them go bad, but we haven't seen this same dynamic with, with anybody in, in, in the other show either. I think for Travis, it's really, it's not just about saving Chris. It's about, he's still got this really strong bond with failing his wife. Yeah. Because he promised his wife that, you know, he would look after Chris and make sure that Chris was okay. Right. And he, he he still can't let that go. There's a thing with Travis where when he's burying people, there's there's this humanity. He still sees people with names, you know, with identities. And, uh, you know, obviously his son Chris has now kind of looked at everyone as they're just yeah. a piece of meat. They're either in his way or they're not in his way. If they're in his way, he'll kill them. He doesn't see any differentiation between the walking dead and the living. Right. Yeah. You know, everyone's just, it's just meat at the end of a gun for him. Doesn't matter. I find it frustrating, I think, that, so, okay, from the beginning of the show, and we've all talked about this quite a bit, you had Madison and you had Travis, and it really seemed like they had sort of warring ideals as Mm. the world was, as the world was adapting around them, the way they were uh, internalizing everything and, and the people they were becoming. We've seen these moments out of Maddie now where she's had that total Rick Grimes, I'm in control, very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. But then she also has these other moments, like we saw tonight with opening the gate, with turning on the light, with bartering with a drug lord to try to get Nick back. Mm -hmm. Um, These moments where you're just like, you are losing it. This Mm -hmm. is not the way that somebody who takes control and actually understands the world would act. 
but she seems to be sort of willing to say we can only save who we can save. Mm-hmm. You know, she has that sort of that that pragmatist role. Travis, on the other hand, from the very beginning, has had the, the sort of opposite approach, which yeah. you're talking about humanity. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a name. Everybody, you know, you can save every life. Um, you don't have to kill Liza, right? We can save Liza. That was his first reaction. Yeah. Um, and I think it's sort of frustrating. It doesn't seem like at this point, two seasons in, either of them has totally gotten it yet. Mm. Um, it's like you need for somebody to really be the linchpin of a show like this you need them to get it yeah. you need yeah. them to fully get it and I sort of the longest time thought Madison was going to get it it's, in some ways feels like she never quite will or maybe that's the journey she's going through with Alicia now well I, th- yeah. I think I think we're seeing we've seen a number of characters you know this especially the second half of the season kind of there's an element of resignation where it does start to dawn on them that they can't they can't hold on to what they were looking to do in the first place we saw it first of all with Strand yep. you know and then now we're seeing it with Maddie we're seeing it with Travis and you know we've seen it with, 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 the, with the girls already they're kind of going making decisions we're going to do something we're going to move on we're going to face a reality and do that um we haven't we haven't seen it with the adults it's almost like the adults are the last ones to get it because they need to hold on to that more right yeah um yeah it's just i think also the fact that you know chris is you know as, as we heard again in the show tonight you know sort of he's, he's barely 16 years old yeah i bet when we were 15 uh, you know we all yeah. thought that we knew everything that You're we right. had all the That's answers true. that our That's parents true. didn't know anything they came from a different world yeah. it was different for them was, yeah but unfortunately this just involves guns and the undead yeah. that's true i think we're seeing a lot more um relationships with parent child too than we've ever yeah. seen with the walking dead yeah. as well there was been individuals banding together and being picked up exactly and i don't think we've seen the relationships really like shelved out this this far in depth too well um, also, to be totally fair to that, I mean, when that show started, there was a group that we started with in the first six episodes, many of whom died very quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the families, the sisters, the wives, the best right. friends. Yeah. Within a couple of years, most of those people were dead. Yeah. We're a couple of years in, and we really haven't lost a seminal character yet, right? Like, actually, somebody... I mean, I guess I, I guess Salazar was the closest to was one of those characters yeah. that we lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a family member. But uh, I, I thought it was interesting in the conversation that Travis was having with Chris in the barn... Um, it's actually, no, it wasn't with Chris. It was with uh, the the guy who he has to. He's trying to save the guy, Zach. James. 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 And uh, he mutters to himself, "No matter where we go, it's the same story, just different people." Mm. And I think that's the realization that he's starting to have, which is that this is the way the world is going. Yeah, I can't stop it. If my son is going in this direction, I can't talk him out of it. What the hell chance do I have in saving myself? And mm. maybe that moment that he's in the shower at the end—that's his moment of resignation. Maybe he's saying to himself, "You know what?" I just have to let it go. And this yeah. is the way the world is now. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite convinced that that would be his last moment of resignation. I think if we're going with the, the, the I guess, plot point that he ends up having to kill Chris, which could very well happen yeah. in the season finale, I think that that probably would be more of the point. I think he's kind of in this, like, woe is me, you know... Because the way he set it up, I had no choice. Like, he really, he, it, to me, it almost seems he like he's convinced that he actually did kill Chris. Like, by letting him go with these men, mm. he's kind of well, he led that, him to his death. Well, and at some point, they're going to turn around and they want to kill, they're going to want to kill Chris because Chris is going to lose his usefulness at some point. Right. You or know. maybe even realize, like, snap into it, you know, have like a moment of clarity and realize, okay, my this family is actually the ones who are really who really care about me. Mm. These people who I've banded with, they don't. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that it could go, but but overall, I don't think that he's quite there yet. Just from his interaction with Madison, I just still feel like he's kind of in this, you know, yeah, 
you know, pity me party. Well, yeah, he also has the line uh, when he's explaining to Madison later what happened. He says, if I had let them kill James, I would have done right by my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating that he still is actually, he's saying that out loud. Yeah. Letting them kill James would have been doing right by my son because that's what he wanted. Which yeah. Is, that's where he's like not totally over it yet. Yeah. But you, you know, know what? I still, I still don't think it would have made any difference with Chris. I think because Chris is, well, he described himself, I mean, he didn't use the phrase, but it's kind of like a shitty butterfly. You know, um, I, I, I wasn't just, you know, I, I was just adapting. I wasn't broken. I, I'm adapt. I was adapting. Yeah. I'm good now, he says. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's just a, it's everyone else is having resignations and realizations and he's having a transformation um but i think he's going to very quickly realize that when his dad's not there it's almost like he's still rebelling against his father's protectiveness now right and kind of reinterpreting what his dad had told him when he was younger but he is just he's just a body to these guys i realized that when they were trying to get um uh, james into the back of the truck they were like let's all grab a corner and i was yeah. like great if they kill one of them, yeah. they've only got three people. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to move someone like a mattress or whatever, yeah. then you, it's, it's going to be really difficult to do with three people. So they always need to have four in that little squad of the Bromigos. Yeah. You know, that's what they've got to do. So they need whoever that is. And it doesn't matter. You know, they could pick up anybody by the side of the road, but they just need to have a certain number to make whatever they're doing work. Characters like that also, like those guys, are a little bit frustrating because they... Mm. They're not frustrating, it's that they're they're very two-dimensional in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. They don't give us much to understand why these guys are the way they are, where they come from, what they... Aside from just the survival of the fittest mentality, which yeah. Yeah. is pretty common in, in the post-apocalyptic world. Like, you see it happen They're, they're one-season characters. You know they're going to die at they're some point. They're just villains. Yeah. They're just villains. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, anyway, moving on from that story, I think that pretty much covers mm. everything that went down, um, aside from those guys showing up at the gate at the end of the episode, which uh, should turn into some pretty good drama, right. I think, going forward. Now, I heard in the scenes from next week... Uh, Travis yelling Chris's name. We didn't see Chris at the gate, did yeah. we? Yeah, no, we didn't. Yeah, we saw those. We saw the two guys. It looked like it was a Mexican guy, and then the other two guys. Yeah. So, I mean, that Chris could be the fourth. Yeah. But or he could be somewhere nearby. We don't know, but I, I don't Chris know. Could I don't be an undead. Seen... Oh. He could be a walker. You could see him in the crowd as a walker. True. Very true. Um, so speaking of showing up at the gate, we also mm. have Travis when he leaves the guys and shows up to the gate with this huge group, uh, yeah. 43 of them, I believe they said. Can I just say, that gate, yeah, pointless. They, couldn't they all just go down to the beach? No, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. I, after a few minutes of seeing that they're not going to let us in, this is a huge-ass hotel. I would have yeah. tried some other way. I yeah. would have dug my way. I would have pulled a you know Looney Tunes move and like tried to dig my way out underneath from someplace. We'll boost each other up and get over the gate. And <laughs> yeah, but the, the, wall, the wall for the hotel doesn't go all the way down to the beach. Yeah. yeah. So they could have just... I mean, I know they've got wheelie suitcases, and they're a little bit difficult on sand, but... You know, if you're fleeing the undead for your life, you kind of make you it work. Do, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, why don't they just walk around the wall? I, I had the same feeling. I also The other moment where you're like, Madison's totally pragmatic right up until she's not is when she's like, she's like, no, we can't let you in. We can't let you in. And then it's like, I'll just walk up to this gate right up to these people where mm. they could grab me. Uh, and I'll just be like, sorry, I'm not going to let you in, but I'm going to stand right in front of you. You can grab me through the gate. And not only that. I'm going to open the gate just long enough <laughs> to let this guy who's my husband, so he's more valuable than you guys, in, and then shut it and lock it on you. None right. of you are going to push Don't it open. It. Yeah, exactly. None of you are going to grab me and threaten mm-hmm. to tear my fucking arms off unless... <laughs> I, I just was like... And it took the whole exchange of opening the gate and lock, took, what, eight seconds of screen time? Yeah. I just was like, this is one of those moments It's like a head-scratcher. From from them not going around the gate to the yeah. beach to that was to just, just like... Yeah, I know. 
right? No, yeah, it, it felt <laughs> weird. It just felt it didn't feel like common sense on either side. Like, okay, if a gate is open, we're pushing our way in here one way or another. We're jumping this gate, or we're not letting this guy get in. You know, that I, type I, of thing. I did love Maddie's sorry face. It was like you're <laughs> so not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And oh. I love Alicia's. I know, oh. I know. Like I know, the whole I know. episode. I know. You'll say. You'll yeah. say. Like, if you were one of those people and she walked over the gate and she had said she was not going to let you in, wouldn't you grab her arm? Yeah. I'm not going to let her go until you let us in? Yeah. Yeah. I would I'd think. I mean, that's. I'm not even a violent person, I think, in that situation. <laughs> I think it's 100% what I would do. Right. Well, or just go around the gate to the beach. That seems like a good idea. Yeah. That, that's less violent, Ben. Yeah. Ben Bateman's lessons for today, yeah. folks. Yeah. Um, Brought to you by. So, uh, anyway, so, but eventually they do let everybody in. They do. They decide yeah. to let them all in. And they're treating them. Um, and this is before the conversation that Madison and Alicia end up mm-hmm. having. And. Uh, it looks like they don't have medicine for all of them. Yeah. They, some of them. So this woman's like, oh, I got hit with a bat. It's not a bite. Yeah. But they have let a group of people in. Yeah. And there are some of them, in theory, that are probably infected. They're probably bitten. Potentially. Well, that's what they're going to sort out, I think. So I think what we're going to see is, predicting ahead to next week, I think we're going to see some of the ones that might be ill slightly turning. And then you've got the ones within again. And then you've got, obviously, the threats from outside. Right. So. Which is just... Ugh. It's just, again, it's like, who made this decision? I mean, I get it. you got to appeal to the humanity. So if you see a group of people out there who need help, you want to let them in. But yeah. if they're people, you don't know if they're infected. Or if they're dying, you know, anyone could just drop at any point And mm-hmm. then, bam, now you have, you know, a really dangerous situation for everybody else. And then also he, he mentioned that resources, too, are scarce. They oh, don't have yeah. the resources to help feed or nurse 43 people. I mean, they barely have enough to take care of themselves. Although, so. looking at the minibar, apparently they've got a load of booze. They do. They that do. So, Strand so it's going Mar- Margarita to be party? Yay. Fiesta. Fiesta. Yeah. But, yeah, so it just, I don't know. I don't know who made, if Madison, like, made, I don't think she even knew. I think they just kind of decided without her to let them all in. But we it didn't, didn't see seem that. Like a we didn't see that in the that show exchange. at all. Yeah, but also, she didn't seem like she knew. Also, all the characters other than Strand and the crazy mother were down helping, right? We saw everybody. So yeah. the mother must be locked in a room, and Strand must be in his room recuperating. Well, she, yeah, she might just go, you know, stabbing people willy-nilly, as she tends to do. Yeah. I mean, she's a terrible guest. Yeah, awful. She's got no manners. The worst. Can't just go around stabbing just people. the worst. Yeah. So Travis, when he's talking to Maddie, also has mm. this whole this whole spiel that he goes on about... The last thing he said to Chris, yeah. and the last words I said to him were "God damn you," and that's the last thing he'll remember. And about letting him down, and this responsibility to Liza, mm. uh, which which spooked Maddie. Yeah. Um, now, while we were watching it, I, I said to you guys, I kind of want to rewind that because I felt like, and obviously it's explained in the next scene, but it seemed it really got to Maddie. It mm. really, really got to her. I, did you find it surprising at all that that wasn't ever something that she had just? I don't know, had her own epiphany? Like, we're in the post-apocalyptic world, shouldn't I tell Alicia this? It took that conversation to realize that? I think, yeah, yeah but I think she didn't feel that she had to at any point. Yeah. And I think she's kind of, it's like everybody's laying out, you know, their all their stuff out there. Demon, yeah. yeah, and she was like, oh, I, just, I just can't, otherwise she's going right. to do a Maddie thing, and in a moment of bleh, she's going to get that moment and go, oh, by the way, your dad left a note when he, you know, yeah. c- crashed a car and killed himself. Which, to be honest with you, Apparently he left it in in the the glove box. Yeah, I think I hope the reason that he crashed the car wasn't because he was writing the note at the time, <laughs> and there was more to it than I love you all, but enough is enough. Ah, oh, yes, he was texting folks. Don't, don't do don't it. I love I love you all, but enough is enough is a brutal thing yeah. to hear your dad yeah. say. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, and like just like he, she said, just just. 
painstrikingly precise. It's yeah. like, enough's enough. It's like, yeah. really? It's That's like, it? Ooh. Nothing? Like, love dad? No Burn. nothing? No signature? Yeah. I don't well, know. You can't, you can't, I'm imagining, you can't really write a note saying, family, kind of pissing me <laughs> off, about to kill myself. So, Love you. Yeah. 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 Lols. Sincerely. Yeah. Sincerely. But yeah. no, I, I agree. It, it did feel a little out of place. I honestly thought she left, not necessarily because she was boot. I thought she was just tired of hearing um, Travis's just crying the whole, you know, like it was, it was draining <laughs> to kind of hear it. Yeah. yeah. And the thing Big is, time. is that like she can kind of relate. She's lost Nick. She doesn't know where she has some idea of where he is, but mm. she doesn't really know where he is or if he's still alive. So she's lost a child essentially as well. So she's dealing with the same things, and and it's kind of like, look, this is the world we're in. You know, mm. like I'm, I gotta be that that Rick Grimes pragmatic person who like takes charge. We gotta make sure everybody stays alive. Yeah. We gotta just make sure we keep this place safe. So we can't just stop. We can't just lose it and just go into this pity party hole because there are people counting on us. So I, I felt like it was just kind of like, okay, I need to, to get away from you because you're sucking all my energy dry. Do you think it's entirely pity party or do you think there's an element of the fact that they're all very aware now that if it does all go a bit tits up and they die, they just want to have their consciences clear? Um, I mean, I, I think that that is a part of it. Um, but I think now we're, we're hearing so much from... from these different characters like Olivia and then a little bit from Travis where they're just kind of like, we're just biding time. You yeah. know, we're not really going to make it out of this. Mm. There's not really going to be a future for us. We're just hoping and wishing and praying that we, we have a, a few more weeks, a few more months or however long. So I think it's just, it's all of them just trying to come to terms with them, you know, maybe being in a place where they thought they could have a future. And yeah. like maybe now a lot of more characters are realizing, okay, there really isn't going to be a future like this is it well you see a lot of characters making i mean that seems to be two roads you can go down that the road that all of these characters seem to be going down is the one that is still we are holding on to some amount of humanity and the fact that she knows that her father left the note Mm -hmm. or the fact that chris doesn't remember goddamn was the last thing said to him these things matter as opposed to these characters like in the truck Mm. you know our our frat boys um who are just like he looks like he's dying let's kill him yeah. Right, where it's just like it's all resources. It's a warm body, mm-hmm. which it, at that point it becomes like, what's the point of living in the world if that's the yeah. way you're going to act? But a lot mm-hmm. of people in this world seem to do that, yeah. And that is that survival. You click into survival mode. So, yeah. And you know, I also felt like the conversation. I don't know. It just it did feel a little strange for me because you didn't really have to reveal um, the father committing suicide for you to explain to Alicia, like, why she's so concerned about Nick, you know? It's just, she could have she could have talked about it. it, just, I don't know. It just seemed like the really wrong time to kind of bring it mm. up. And they're not really necessary. Like, I think Alicia does really understand how much trouble Nick was in. Like, she was in the crux of it, too, in the thick of it, all those years having to take care of him, too. So, I mean, I, I saw what they were trying to do there, but it just, I don't know, it seemed like kind of a backwards way for her to just be like, look, I'm sorry, I effed up. I, I, you know, I don't love Nick more than I love um, you, you know, but you were okay and Nick wasn't and he's still not okay and you are. So that's why I'm fighting so hard for it. I love the the turn of phrase that Maddie used, which was um, uh, about Nick, was that he can walk into a room and light it up with his smile and then he can silence it with his mood. Yeah. Which is the fact that he, you know, obviously she sees that he can look after himself. He's effectively, you know, a leader in any situation. But also, he can be the most destructive force in his own life. 
Yeah, with his mood. Can yeah. silence a room with his mood? That's also coming from a mother who's particularly sensitive to the love of her child. Which yeah. Is like, yeah. Uh, to strangers, he probably can't do much of that if they don't care. Yeah. Him being all mopey is not going to do much. Right. Um, a lot of miserable people in the apocalypse. Yeah, right, there's a lot of miserable You'd think they could be having a bit... Look at me, I'm being chased by the undead. Stop eating yourself. I'm in Mexico for two weeks. Hey, baby. So something I thought kind of interesting was in the in the exchanges between Travis and the guys in the barn. Yeah. So there was two kind of cutaways where they don't they didn't exactly resolve the confrontation. And both times I was just kind of like, judging by the way these guys are holding guns... I don't see it happening that way. Um, Travis shoots a gun at, at dude's Brandon's feet. Yeah. yeah. And then we just cut away. And Travis is fine, and they haven't shot at each other, and nobody's attacked each other, and Travis is in the barn. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I just, how did that scene end? He, he's like, all right, we'll just lower our guns even though you just shot at me. Yeah. And then the second one being, mm-hmm. they go in there, and they hold him down, and they kill James, mm-hmm. and, and they've got a gun to Travis's head, and then we cut away. Again, I just do you, you know what I mean yeah. both of those mm-hmm. scenes it was kind of just like unresolved I didn't really how did those scenes end I, I mean well I just thought it was weird because if they're willing to kill their own friend that's which, what I'm thinking you know like what is this what does your dad mean to us you know especially if they did shoot at him if he's threatening to kill us like that would be the first like I'd at least have to just shoot you on principle you yeah. know to like reassert my dominance in this group well I get at that point in it they weren't entirely convinced that they had Chris on side, I think. So they didn't want to jeopardize that by perhaps, you know, shooting Travis yeah, or causing, you know, causing shit with Travis in case Chris was like, I'm gonna, so- I'm gonna side with my dad. But if he's, been, but he was willing to side with them the whole time, just based off his attitude, based off of the fact that he helped them eventually kill uh, was James, and then the fact that he left with them. Mm. Like I think it was obvious too that he, his dad was just kind of like just there like he just they just happened to find him and his dad together but if chris was yeah. by himself i don't think it would have really been that much of an issue for him the thing that confused me most of all was when um james who was saying i'm getting better and he was saying he wanted to eat chicken because the protein the will protein help, him help him heal. did you know that protein helps gunshots. well i'm i'm not aware of if you go to like an emergency room and yeah. they go, that's ah, the first, i mean that's shots the first what do you need they give you. M- nuggets yeah, chicken. Yeah. Chicken McNuggets. Yeah. Let's get some... Extra sweet and sour yeah, sauce, hang on. Folks. It's a really serious wound. KFC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just... I wasn't aware that chicken... That, I thought that was actually had a great... medicinal effects. I thought it was a great line because um, I thought it was, like, such a funny indicator of, like, a couple things. Like, how sort of... Br- it's like a bro line. Like, yeah. protein, right, bro? And then, like... And then also, like, how young these guys are. Yeah, just how ignorant. You know, because, like... Okay. In it, the most self-deprecating way possible, I could literally see myself in the exact same saying the same thing. Not because I legitimately think it does, but right. because like if you're somebody who works out, you're like, oh, protein helps your muscle recovery, so protein must help you you heal, right? And like you're you're like that's I thought it was funny, like <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, it was funny, but I was just like, you idiot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like you're really really stupid. Travis is like, oh, God, I'm with the three stooges. I didn't like the joke. It was like, hey, what do you want, though? Do you want a wing? Do you want a link? Anything but thigh, bro. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, nice one, because he got shot in the thigh. Was that, was that, did I hit the nerve, turkey, big turkey thighs? Was that, did I hit a nerve? It's my stripper name. Yeah. You know it is my stripper name. <laughs> big turkey thighs. Big turkey thighs. Um, so let's move on to uh, our sort of final uh, little <laughs> bit of the episode. Uh, the conversation that Madison has with mm. Alicia about Nick yeah. uh, and about uh, her father and, and the fact that he did commit suicide mm. um, 
is this sort of a cathartic moment for Madison and Alicia, do we think? Do we think this is going to change their relationship? Alicia seemed to be pretty receptive. She... Uh, yeah, but again, with the faces. I mean, she cuddled her. You know, she cuddled into Maddie and she was like, yeah, I love you. You could see on her face, it's like, it was almost like Maddie's, I'm sorry, face. It was kind of like, you don't, you know, your face, your mm-hmm. mouth says it's okay. Right. Your, your face says, fuck you. Yeah. It was... I didn't. I didn't buy it. I think she's still not entirely happy with the situation. I think the relationship has changed. Um, I think that, in a lot of ways, they're both very much more pragmatic. Like even when they're emotional with each other, because mm. usually with women, especially like a mother daughter, there's a little bit more of an emotional, intense bond there. And I don't think that they've really related to each other quite in that that womanly mother to daughter way. I think it's been a little bit more practical, like, okay, you know, with Alicia just being like, okay, you know, you messed up. It's all right. It's fine. And, you know, Madison, like, okay, but you know, this and that. So it's just, I don't know. I I feel like there's a little less emotion there and it's just kind of more routine. Like this is what we got to say. This is what we got to do so we can be cool so that we can just move forward. Well, I think it's also the shift in the dynamic there. And we, we touched on this previously by the fact that it's obviously, you know, um, Alicia had scolded Madison for doing the dick move of turning on the lights yeah. and because yeah. of that and then they got a load of people at the gates, you know, repeatedly that kind of ruined their their safety. So I think there's an element of like going, Yeah, it's fine, Mum. You're kind of the liability now. Yeah. I'm just, I'm gonna have to clean up your yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. And it's like, okay, let's do let's do the mother daughter thing. You tell me the secret mm. and well you're a good mother, well done. Yeah. I you're still a liability. I'm just gonna kinda watch. No, this is definitely oh, not no, Gilmore I Girls. Back. I know, yeah. right? Because it feels like it feels like uh okay, so with Jack on the radio, Alicia made a mistake. That's yep. her that's her error. But aside from that one, she hasn't made a whole lot of errors in no. the show. Whereas it seems like Madison's made a lot of errors. She yeah. continues to, to make mistakes. So it's kind of interesting how and even even madison's line when talking to alicia where she's like what did, what did it say and she's like it's not important she's like what do you mean it's not important yeah. Yeah. you know it's like she, she madison's like i'm your elder i i can run this the show here just trust me when alicia's kind of like actually mm-hmm. i kind of am handling myself a little better than you mom yeah. yeah and i like that they've focused on alicia growing up and being mature in the sense that she's sort of running things mm. but they haven't taken her down a romantic path yet with somebody who becomes like sort of her equal significant other that she values on that like this is a life partner level which yeah. they probably eventually will do and they sometimes do and I mean obviously that happened with like Glenn and Maggie and mm. and Walking Dead but it took a while mm-hmm. um, she's very young in this show and I like that they've kept her romantically she is like 16 or 17 or something like that yeah, yeah. but that from an actually like handling things arranging organizing planning mm. She's an equal. She's like totally on board, which is great. Yeah, she is. But I just, I the the show for me doesn't feel like it supports a romantic. The situations haven't been right, even if the characters were there in the beginning when they were on the boat. It kind of was an environment where you were like, yeah, yeah. you know, that kind of thing could happen. Yeah. But in the environments they're in at the moment, I don't see that happening, and I don't see it happening until perhaps the next season okay. when they inevitably end but end up back in America. I mean, there are so many signposts for that at the moment. Yeah. Hey, where are you going to? I'm going back to America. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm mm-hmm. going to America. And it's kind of like, so season three is going back to America then. Yeah, that's true. And, and I don't think it's, it's, it's not the right place for it right now. That's yeah. true, because we also are not really feeling that with Madison and, and Travis. Mm. Like, the spark between them from, episode, from season one, it's, it's kind of disintegrated, yeah. in my opinion. Like, it just didn't feel, you know, oh, my wife, it's my wife. But it just it didn't feel like they were quite the same. Maybe that's because there's been so much time and oh, them yeah. being apart. But 
just them reconnecting, it felt forced, you know, and it, it was almost kind of uncomfortable to watch. Like, you were just these two people who were almost complete strangers. Well, I mean, I think we're all still waiting for Stratuson, so we'll see what happens there. Mm. <laughs> Stra- I like that. Stratuson. Yeah. It's better than manned. <laughs> yeah. Stratuson. You, you be manned. It's like, Madison, that sounds Madison, horrible. Madison. 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 I like, Madison. I like Stratuson. Stratuson. But I'm just wondering now, actually, with, with, with Travis and Maddie, whether, in fact, the fact that they are both kind of like going, meh, things are kind of gone, you know, yeah. turned to shit a little bit, that they're actually going to go, I mean, and Travis talking about the relationship that they had, and obviously saying, oh, I sided with Chris when he went loco and, you know, was yeah. hanging about in your room and trying to kill your daughter. Um, that, that little thing. Um, and so he, they're both kind of going, yeah, I... I made a mistake, and she's like, yeah, I, I've made mistakes. So maybe that will bring them close together, and they're, they're, they're less having to do the parenting thing, and that can go now. So they're like, well, maybe we should. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, it was the parenting thing that was keeping them together in the first place because they wanted mm, to do the family thing, yeah, and now they're looking at each true. other as independent units. Yeah, mm. that's Could go true. either way, I think. Yeah, because he, he mentions that. He talks about how, you know, you had your responsibility to Alicia, I had my responsibility to Chris, and I tried to make it seem like it was our yeah. family. But you know, in this world, you kind of also you have to prioritize. You got to yeah. think about it in in those separate terms. And I think that it's hard now in this world too to to really get too involved into a romantic situation because there's just so much more to think about. It's like, okay, anniversary or clear the walkers <laughs> off the beach. You know, it's like, you know, priority. Hey, you like can't be an anniversary event. Yeah, I was just gonna say, who has mutual exclusive? Yeah, yeah. Let's go uh, knock some, uh, you know, walkers out the water, babe. I'll, hey, you want to go and I'll knock some walkers? Knock some. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I drew your name in blood. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> so, yeah. Let's cover ourselves in zombie guts and go hang out on the beach <laughs> with all the walkers so we don't get messy. This is the worst, like, fan yeah. fiction. With the margaritas. <laughs> yeah. Strat- Stratuson will bring the margaritas. You've got so. guts, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Simon Thompson, y'all. He'll be here all night. Uh, I will. I live here now. <laughs> so speaking of these romances, shall we get yeah. into predictions what we think is going to happen going yeah. forward? All right. Okay. It's time for your after this. There we go. <laughs> that was good. That's the second time you faked me out. Okay. He loves it. <laughs> ben Bateman Kenobi. Uh, all right, guys. This is going to be a, a very special predictions because we only have one episode of we this do. season left. Yes. Um, and it's so, so yeah, so our last, this is our last big, one to predict. Big week next week. It's a double episode. Double. double. It's two hours long. It's like watching a movie, a Fear the Walking Dead movie. You wonder, like, actually producing a two-hour episode of this show. How long that takes. Yeah, well, you wonder, like, I mean. At sh- least. Two hours. <laughs> Just doing the maths. <laughs> or math. Yeah. Uh, so as well as predictions, I think we'll do our, our final rendition of Carol Watch. Mm. And I think in this episode we don't have a lot of options. No. Um, no. So I think for me it's pretty clearly Alicia is the, is the Carol at this point. Because we didn't even get Ophelia in this episode. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to call any of the other characters who really saw Carol. So it's sort of it's a shoe in But I think for me it's... I won't say for this episode, but I think maybe Ophelia. I just have a feeling like we'll we'll kind of get a little bit more resolve of her character. I, I think we're all heading back to the good old America. USA, America. Um, it's really really hard to say. I mean, it, it can kind of go either way. I think that if Chris is still alive, he he might have a moment where he will sort of realize like, okay. You know, Travis is my. I think that Travis will have some resolve with Chris, whether it's him dealing with him face to face or just like letting go of him altogether and, and having that turning point mm. moment. Um, 
I think a major character is going to die. I don't know why I have a feeling like it might be Travis. They're they're kind of setting it up for Travis or Chris or both. I'm not really sure yeah. which, yeah. but it seems it seems to be. What about you, Simon? What's your Carol? What are your predictions? Well, I was going to go for the chickens, but unfortunately, they <laughs> all died gone. to heal wounds. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it a lot happened with quite a few. Were just well, quite a few of the small number of the characters today, but they all seem to be flailing a little bit. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go um, with Ophelia as well, even though we didn't see her in the episode today, mm-hmm. um, because I think we're gonna see. I think potentially we could see her turning round um, oh. and coming back and kicking ass. I think she might have achieved what she wanted to achieve and she's come back to get the others or she's gone ahead with a search party. So I see her, because we saw her in her, her combats and boots and stuff, I think we could see more of her next week. So I think she's still going to be, for me, Carol Watch. Yes. Hmm. So I, I will say with... Ophelia long-term, I think, is probably more likely than Alicia. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with you guys that Ophelia is going to come back next week. Um necessarily. Mm. I think because they gave us two right off into the sunset moments between Chris and Ophelia mm. in two episodes, I think it would seem sort of too convenient for them both to turn around and, up at, the, and end up at the hotel. Um, I think that Ophelia is being placed in America. I mean, if, if you figure they're all leaving from the same place, yeah. it's not as if where they're driving from to get to San Diego is that far, probably. Yeah. It's probably several hours. But um, also, um, Derek and his truck of dicks, yeah. um, or the Bromigos, uh, they were heading for San Diego, but yeah. turned around. They'd come back. Well, I don't necessarily think Ophelia is going to come back. I think we'll see possibly scenes of where she was going. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be separate from where they are in Mexico, but I think she's going to for sure be heading back to the to US. But I don't know. I just have a feeling like they set that up to where we're going to figure out exactly what her whole you know, path of, like, I understand, Mom, like, what I need right. to do type of thing. Yeah, as far as other predictions go, I mean, I, I don't, I still don't believe that we'll see Nick, mm-hmm. Alicia, Madison, or Strand. I think those are the four unkillable characters. I think Ophelia survives the season because they're setting up her arc to be important next year. Yeah. I think it's likely that Tr- Chris and Travis or one of them definitely dies. Um, I think it's almost, in fact, a guarantee one yeah. of them is going to die next episode. It's, I would probably guess it's Chris. It feels more likely. I think it's going to be Chris, and I think Chris is going to shoot Travis. It might leave him for... Yeah, I think day. Travis is going to have to take out Chris for some reason, and I think Chris is going to then shoot his dad. Yeah, and he won't die, but he'll be shot yeah. and have to heal. Yeah. yeah that well, was, Strand seems join to be... Strand, yeah. Yes, well, Strand seems to be doing a lot better. I'll tell you why. Eating his chicken. Yeah. So then will it, will it be like a Travis in them? Could it be a Travis and Strand? Since they're like both oh, shot. Yeah. Maybe they'll bond Invincible. and connect over that. Oh, and man. Like eat meat together and like, oh, man. you know, get strong together. Like, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I don't know. I didn't see it going that way. Stravis? <laughs> Stravis. Trans? Stravis. Yeah, or Travis, yeah. Yeah. I still prefer Stratison. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's probably the most likely thing. Mm-hmm. I. My okay. What's your ideal scenario for characters that die next week? See, my ideal scenario is that Chris and Travis both die. That's that's, and I think you kill off Chris. I think you kill Travis, and I think you kill like most of the supplemental characters that you've met. Like I think you could easily kill Alejandro. I think you, I think uh, uh, 
Nick's girl survives probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would guess you could kill Luciana. Yeah, Luciana, and I would guess you could probably still kill most of the hotel occupants that we've gotten to actually know as yeah. well. Yeah. I think you have to kill quite a few people in Colonia because I think it's going to be obvious that Nick is going to reunite with everybody, and they're yeah. all going to get back to America. So you have to give him a good enough reason to leave Colonia. Yeah. So I think if Luciana gets the the boot, that'd be enough motivation. And I think if we find out what the deal with Alejandro is and you know we saw this the scene in the the next um upcoming episodes with somebody you know with the drugs and all that stuff yeah. like that it could be Nick it could be him just strung out again and then just it could make be him shooting someone else up too yeah. yeah so um I think that he's gonna really f things up with the Colonia and he's gonna have to go back and be okay. forced to go back um but I don't know how much I like that it just Kind of feels like, okay, I was gone this whole season. I'm just going to trail back. and Yeah. So I was saying about the Colonia before we turned on the cameras. I, I That feels so much like a means to an end yeah. uh, plot piece. Like I, mm. where, where it's I, a MacGuffin. Yeah, it doesn't add as much to the story as I think I'd like to. Whereas yeah. I think the stuff with Chris and Travis has been really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuff with the hotel has been very important. Even Ophelia going off in a truck because it didn't occupy so much airspace. But Nick and his story there occupied so much airspace. Yeah. We've got to know all these characters that to keep them, you have to find a way to use the Colonia or, you know, everybody, the, the mass exodus and everybody dies. Nick and his girlfriend are going to, they're going to leave. I think uh, Alejandro's going to die. Yeah. I think he'd be dead. Um, I think we're going to see um, some some altercation uh, with the bandit guys. I think we're going to see yeah. that. Um, where that's going to go, I don't know. They might just decide to go their separate ways. Um, and I think we're going to see some deaths within the hotel. Yeah. Which is always terrible for those reviews. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no more chicken yeah. deaths either. Too. But there are so many, so many expendable people in that hotel. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the staff they've got there right now, and a lot of the people that the how many the forty eight whatever yeah. came in today. You know, apart from Bat Lady, oh, no yeah. one else got to crazy, look in. I mean, it's great lady. if you're an extra. Yeah. You know, great. You got a couple of days' work out of it, but nobody there has been given a name or an identity. They're all massively <laughs> expendable. About, one or yeah. two of them will end up being relevant. Yeah, they're, they're going to be. They're going to be like you know, cannon fodder. Yeah, but they'll but they'll save one or two and bring them with. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, that pretty much does it for my piece of predictions. Do you guys have anything else you want to no. add? No. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening yeah. and watching. We had a great time critiquing this episode. We have one more left. We did. Um, so follow us on Twitter. I'm at ba- Ben Bateman Media, and you guys can uh, we'll, we'll tweet exactly about what time. We're going to be going live next yeah. week because it's a double episode, so maybe an hour later. We're not Very sure. Very special night. We're going to find out for you right now. Yeah. Um, Ash, where can people find you? On Instagram and Twitter, Ashley underscore Chapman, and many chickens were harmed in the filming of this episode. Oh. Just letting you guys know. Finger licking good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, hello. Uh, I'm Simon Thompson. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Showbiz Simon. Excellent. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all soon. All right. Bye. Next week, in fact. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 